there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. Celtic are champions. There wasn't too much doubt about it for the last couple of weeks. All arithmetical barriers were removed last night. It's a league and League Cup double and it's a guaranteed place in the Champions League group stages. Simon Donnelly, it's an incredible story, isn't it? Yeah, champions again, Celtic, fantastic turnaround, you know, considering the, the, the deficit, 25 points I think it was last year, that Rangers won by, fantastic turnaround in Angie's first year, recruitment excellent, uh, last night, wasn't they weren't at their best, but they got the job done, and I think that's 31 games in the league undefeated, so fantastic, and full credit to Ange and his team. And says it's only phase one of his plans for Celtic. If he keeps hitting the bullseye with his signings, what sort of level could Celtic get to? Craig Moore was in contact with his Australian buddy last night. What was he saying, Craig? Yeah, and no, look, he just kind of said it was a little bit uh, of a surreal feeling. He, he, he was lost for words, but uh, certainly appre- appreciated the uh, the congratulations message that I'd sent to him. And I think just to echo what, what Simon had said there, that um, you know the, the turnaround and the job that, that Ange has done has been an incredible one. Um, if that's stage one, I think Celtic fans will be excited about what stage two and, and stage three may be for, for the football club. But... Uh, an incredible effort, you know, to to win the title and the and the league cup uh, in your first season, when when not a lot of people knew who you were. Um, I, I think he's quietly uh, feeling really really proud, and as a, as a fellow Australian as well, I'm kind of proud of the job that he's done. It's an emotional moment, isn't it, for him? Because everyone's been talking about it for a long time. We've we've seen it coming yeah. for for quite a while. But you know yourself, uh, Simon, that that feeling of finally when you you've get got, across yeah, the finishing you've got, line, you've got to get it done. I think the big game, looking back uh, over the last few weeks, I think was the win at Ibrox. You know when they they, they opened it up to six points. I think then with the goal difference, I thought it was going to be a, a tall order for for Rangers to claw back. And, you know, they showed a bit of resilience to, to go over the line last night. But, yeah, I heard his post-match interview. He's, he's very calm, but there was a there was a hint of emotion there last night. And, and why not? You know, what, a, what an achievement in his first season at the club. You know, as I say, this, he talked about it himself, the starting point. He was, they were so far behind. He had to get... He had to hit the ground running, you know, with players coming in. And really, almost to a man with his recruitment, he did that. You know, I think... Giacomacchus, maybe the one that was catching up at the beginning, but, you know, came good in the second half of this season. But it's been a transformation. And I think Celtic fans will be really excited. They've got new heroes now, Rob. You know, mm. they've got four or five guys there that are totally new to this team. And now with the financial backing, it's exciting to see what Ange can go and find, you know, and to improve this side. Here's that reaction at Tannadice last night you're talking about. Uh, yeah, pretty special, mate. Uh, probably first time this year I'm lost for words. Um, just an enormous effort, really proud of the players, the staff, our supporters, everyone involved. You know, we uh, No one gave us much of a chance at the start of the year and um, 
to, to do what they've done this year, achieve the ultimate, is, uh, is an unbelievable effort. Just the one mate in the answer, and that's probably quite a good sign. Yeah, look, I mean, again, to, to come out um, on the top come come end of the season, especially with the start, because uh, it wasn't a, an unbelievable start for Celtic, was it? You know, they probably they, a little bit shaky, um, but uh, they found a way to to not only pick themselves up, um, but to play a, a you know a really good style of football, which is Ange's big thing, um, and, and to win the league. So you know, it's kind of been a an obsession of his. He's, he's touched on it himself in terms of you know his his journey. Uh, in, in his involvement in football to to be able to manage a, a huge club like like Celtic and to have that success, Rob, um, you know he, he's he's really proud of that because again I think in terms of I'll go back to the Australian thing um, and that'll spur a lot of coaches on uh, to yeah. go on and, and and maybe take that 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 opportunity or that chance, but at the same time you need to be given that opportunity and and Celtic were brave enough to to probably go a little bit left field. Let's be honest at the time of mm. appointing a new manager, but. They've certainly got the rewards, haven't they? Do you think he believed right at the outset that this could be achieved in his first season? I, I think... Um, I, I don't think deep down he, he would have felt that uh, the success that he's had this season would actually come. There was too uh, much to do. I, I think that, that, you know, he probably would have been thinking this is a really, really big job. Um, to, to do it in, in such short time has, has been incredible. It's a lesson to us all, isn't it, that just because you haven't heard yep. of somebody doesn't mean they're before, they're not a great football coach. It's happened before, you know, in my, my time with, with Vim Janssen. Mm. Nobody really knew much about Vim, which was, again, I keep saying it, it's almost an ignorance. You know, we're quite insular in our, in our country and, and we don't really know what's going on outside it football-wise at times. Because uh, Vim had obviously played in two World Cup finals, but Ange is... Australia to the, the World Cup uh, he's won titles in Japan he's an experienced coach uh, I, I don't know Oz knows him better than me but I just think from his comments last night about putting down a marker I thought maybe he, he did fancy his chances this year uh, it was a, a, a big job for him to go and do but boy has he done it really well and I, I like even just the way he's handled himself from day one I think at times when he didn't start particularly well. I think three defeats in the first six. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think his comments at the time, well, you know, titles aren't won in September or October. And then I think he kind of reiterated that when Celtic managed to get to the, the top of the table. You know, titles aren't won in February or March. So he was quite calm. And I think he's brought that kind of influence to the team. But alongside his recruitment, his recruitment has no doubt, you know, refreshed Celtic, lifted everybody. It's, it was there last year, the disappointment of last year and that mm -hmm. having to go again. It's a big lift when you get players that come in with the energy and the quality of Kyogos and Jotas. Yeah, I mean, the recruitment, the recruitment has been spectacular, hasn't it? Um, and it's most of it's been about him. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, he's a backup, and he, and he does pay tribute regularly to the people around him mm -hmm. who he works well with. Yep. But he was driving, especially early on, he was driving a lot of that himself. Yeah, now look, um, he, he knew that in, in regards to, to recruitment, he had to get that spot on. So he had his hands all over the recruitment this season. Um, he has, a, again, a wonderful network that probably people didn't anticipate um, because uh, there wasn't a lot of knowledge uh, of Ange Postacoglu when he, when he first came in. I think calmness is, is probably a good word, um, Simon, in, in terms of, um, you know, at the start of the season when they didn't get off to the greatest start, all the media, and I remember on this show also that people are saying, well, he needs to bring in his own his own staff, his yeah. own coach, his own... 
He didn't panic. He understood what he had <clears> at the football club. Uh, and he felt that, uh, that those coaches could deliver what he needed within that football club. And, and that, I think, has probably allowed uh, some kind of stability, uh, I guess, for the players, uh, Rob, to be able to, to, to then grow and at the same time with the influence of a new manager. A, it's a big call, that, though. Was. Yes. I mean, it's, it's not heard of that much a manager coming to a club and not bringing anybody backroom staff with him no. you know but he seems to be comfortable in his own skin yeah. with that you know yeah. he seems to be have the belief uh, and he definitely had the Japanese players identified you know he, he knew mm. who he was bringing in I think he would have tried to bring them in a little bit quicker he got mm. Kyogo initially yeah. but you know he's had an idea and, and, and that's what I think is exciting from a Celtic point of view moving forward with the finance that's going to be there and the budget what's he going to bring to the club next and it's actually the opposite end of what we're used to at the moment. We're used to coaches coming in. I mean, when Eddie Howe was still being mooted as, as the Celtic manager, there was a lot of talk about whether the entourage he was going to bring with him was a big barrier to him getting the job. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, you, know you, you mean you want, you know, three coaches, a sports oh, scientist, a yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You know, whereas with Ange, it was a one-man mission initially. And again, you look at the, the, the trend in terms of Ange with, with his jobs. He's about, um, you know, not going in with a, with a massive team. Uh, I think he likes um, to work in, in, in that manner. He likes to give people uh, the opportunity. I, I guess what, you know, deep down, he, he understand, understands the IP, the value of people that are within a football club that know um, because they will help him, uh, you know, through the, the earlier stages. But very, very comfortable in his own skin, very confident, Rob. Um, and it takes a little bit of bottle eh, to, yep. to go into a football club especially without your, your mate. That size mm. of club as well. You know, on the, on the back of the disappointment last year, you've got, he said last night his dream was to, to manage a club of, of a Celtic stature, but there's huge pressure comes with that yeah. job, especially on the back of, it was a terrible season for Celtic last year. Mm. You know, and I think everybody would have thought, right, get closer to Rangers this year. Mm. And I, even myself, looking back at the start, you know, players coming in the door, they struggled the first few games. But I thought when they started to hit a wee bit of form, I thought, yeah, they could, there could be a title race. Whether they can take it all the way, time would tell. But he's, he's turned it around unbelievably well. This speaks of a man with incredible mental strength. Uh, what, what he took on, the, the state Celtic were in. Yeah. Uh, and how the, the drive he showed in, in, in taking everybody with him on, on, on the journey that, that he saw clearly. I, I think he was actually really, really excited by the challenge. Um, you know, in terms of Celtic last season, in terms of from January onwards, was an absolute disaster. I think that that probably excited him in terms of, you know, he, he had a, a positive feeling that he could go in and make significant change. I still believe that it has probably come earlier than... That, that maybe even he thought, uh, certainly the supporters. But you're right, Rob. Like I says, he just he, he has this he has this ability, uh, and I and I go back to the the good Australian coaches uh, in terms of their their education, their background. They actually run a full football club. That's how it works in Australia. So they they're great with the media, recruitment side. They're they're all over. They they understand a salary cap. So they you know they're good with budgets. They manage up. He does it all. The good coaches in Australia do all of that and can coach. I wonder whether he's going to be a trailblazer and whether other clubs will be looking much more positively and kindly 
on <clears throat> other Australian coaches coming into to Scottish football. I mean, likes of yeah. obviously Hibs are, are you know have got the likes of Appleton and Johnson on their or yeah, their yeah. list. It seems at the moment, but maybe clubs are going to be looking at at some of Ange's fellow Australians. Well, I can tell you what, there's a lot of Australian coaches that would love that. Um, but you're right. Like I said, so it, all it takes sometimes is, um, you know, someone like Ange who, who's all of a sudden gone to a different market, Rob, um, and, and had success. And maybe, uh, you know, that might be the time that, you know, you get certain clubs or certain owners that go, you know what, maybe it's time to, to look a little bit further afar. So, look, it's a great opportunity for Australian coaches. Ange has done a, a, a wonderful job and he's already in his career developed a lot of coaches along the way. You look at Kevin Musket. So Kevin Musket's gone, t- gone into Yokohama Marinos where, yeah. where Ange has come from. Musket he's taken over as number one there? Yeah, he? yeah. So he's been the head coach the last season a bit. Um, but he worked with, with Ange at Melbourne Victory. He, he, he takes a lot of pleasure out of developing these coaches. So this is Celtic winning trophies post Scott Brown. Um, so much success when he was the, the Celtic captain. What a successor Callum McGregor has been. But uh, the breaking news uh, right at the moment is confirmation that uh, League One, English League One side Fleetwood Town have uh, confirmed the appointment of former Celtic and Scotland captain Scott Brown as their new team manager. He is 36, retiring as a player uh, just last weekend. He announced it, having made uh, 33 appearances for Aberdeen this term. Uh, That wasn't a major success story, but the rest of his career certainly has been. It's his first managerial job um, after that playing career, which saw him lead Celtic to 23 major trophies, as well as winning 55 caps for Scotland. Um, Scott Brown has said on the club's website it's a great opportunity at a really exciting club I've always had a real desire to move into management and can't wait to meet the players and staff and get started the hard work starts now I'm now looking forward to getting onto the grass Simon Donnelly Um, is it uh, a gamble this for for Fleetwood Town Um, because Scott Brown obviously his experience is very limited yeah, to an extent, it, it might be. I always argue the case, you know, it's his first job in management, but he's got huge experience in football, you know, and he's got huge experience in football as a leader, uh, captain Celtic for so many years. Yes, management's a bit different, but sometimes I think the transition, you know, people's eyes ah, he's not got the experience. I think he does have the experience uh, to go in there. It'll be, it'll be a tough one for him. I think they're down at the bottom of League One. Uh, but an exciting prospect, and mm. another. When he went to Aberdeen, Rob, I thought there might have been something there. I think that project did not work out at no. all with Stephen Glass uh, for whatever reason. I don't know, but at the time, I remember thinking, well, it's, it's it's something fresh, it's something new that he's taking Scott Brown up there. I did see that maybe materialising into something coaching wise further down the line. It didn't happen, but he's he's bounced back from that and. I'd be a bit surprised that he's so quick for him because he's, he's 36. Uh, I'm sure there could have been other things that he would have bled himself in slowly, but he's, he's went right in there at the deep end, straight into management. I wish him well, and it'll be interesting to see how he does. It's going to be interesting to see who he brings in alongside him. That, I don't think, has been announced quite yet. Yeah. Um, you would imagine... Uh, he would want a bit of experience alongside him. I mean, Scott Brown is an inspiring figure. There's no doubt about yeah. it. You know, he is he is a winner. But um, in the management game, he's still got the L plates on, really. Uh, you're spot on. And I think that in terms of who he decides to to take along with him as, as his assistant first team coach, um, he definitely 
would be a, a smart move, I believe, by bringing somebody that has a lot of experience because um, the opportunity, you, you can't say no to that type of opportunity. So yeah. I understand exactly why he wants to, to, to give it a, a shot, Rob. But the most important thing going from playing to now all of a sudden uh, managing, as a player, it's, it's all about yourself. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you've got to manage, you've got to manage a group. Um, so you need eyes and ears everywhere and it's a, it's a completely different job. And, and everything else that comes with it. You know, a lot of it's off the field stuff. Off the field, yeah, know. for sure. And then you look also, um, you know, in, in terms of, yeah, that, that respect that you've got to earn from the players, you've got to have a presence. He has that. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I look, I can understand why he's taking the job because once you get given that opportunity, we can we can debate and say whether it's too early or not. But he's never going to knock that opportunity back. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to get your experience somehow, and that's by going in and having a crack. It's just important that he has, a, I think, the right right people with him. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood chairman Andy Pilly um, says he hopes that former uh, manager Stephen Craney will stay at the club in some capacity. Uh, Craney, a former Celtic player, of course, as well, of course, uh, had a spell as head coach following the departure of Simon Grayson in December and kept. Uh, the team up on goal difference despite their final day defeat away at uh, Bolton Wanderers. So uh, Stephen Craney, it seems, will have a part uh, to play there as well. Uh, before we go to the break, how are the are the travel plans, Craig? All in place for Seville next week. Uh, team Team Moore are going to be in attendance. Yep, locked, uh, locked and loaded. A uh, little bit very fortunate to have the opportunity, obviously, to secure a couple of tickets. I got my son flying over from Australia, um, which is fantastic. I've not seen him for eighteen months, but to be able to then go across—that's brilliant. Um, to to, to your, watch a fun. What age is your son? He's twenty-four. Right. He's twenty-four. So, ah, uh, look, that's a for me uh, potentially a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm. Um, so, yeah, managed uh, to secure flights. So we'll get in uh, match day and, and get out first thing in the morning, Robin. I think that's probably the best way <laughs> to, to go about it. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a few stragglers uh, along the way, but uh, no, I look really excited. Um, it should be a it should be a great occasion, great event. Yeah, I heard uh, I heard Paul making plans uh, to maybe have a chat with Barry at some stage out there, but uh, Barry was pretty nervous about what time of day that <laughs> the phone call might occur. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll maybe make, <laughs> we'll maybe make similar arrangements with you if you can give us a, maybe a couple of safe hours in which to contact you. Well, uh, we, we'll all be together. I'll be with yeah. Baz as well. Robert, so Robert, it would have to be the first hour, I think. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, on the champagne breakfast. Catch them in the first hour. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. No problem. I like. I just think it'll be a great experience. Um, you know, to to go over and the, it'll be absolutely jumping. Simon, you experienced it. Uh, you know. Yeah. In two thousand. Yeah. Two certainly did. And uh, same as you, it's it doesn't come around every day, and it, you, you can't miss it. You no. can't miss it. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience back in two thousand three. Albeit the result didn't go the way, but you know, Celtic came so close, but. Uh, yeah, for the Rangers fans, you know, it's a, it's a hell of an opportunity. These these don't come around every day of the week. My delivery driver was telling me this morning he was reckoning 110,000 Rangers fans heading for Seville, uh, 9,500 ticket yeah, yeah. allocation. You know you know what I hope, right? I just hope that, that everybody that goes out there, obviously, you know, there's, there's, as you said, loads of people that won't have tickets. They go and enjoy themselves. They go and behave themselves and then get themselves home safely. You know, for yeah. me, if they if they can if they can do things like that, then all of a sudden, not only are people talking about the Scottish game in a positive way because yeah. you know we've got massive clubs and they're they're performing well in Europe, but also 
how good are the support? You know, we, we, we want to welcome uh, that kind of support. So hopefully that's going to be the case because we know sometimes, you know, minority, uh, there's issues and all that. I just hope that it's done and that Rangers supporters go and travel and do the right thing. If you are heading to Seville, give us a call. Um, are we in six nights' time going to be talking about a Scottish team winning a European trophy and two Scottish teams in the group stages of the Champions League? How would that sound? Um, if you were there at Tanadice last night celebrating Celtic's title triumph or you've been celebrating it today and are in a fit state to communicate with us, uh, give us a call as well. You know the number 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go, go It's Thursday's Go Radio Football Show Craig Moore, Simon Donnelly, Rob McLean and you uh, on the day that uh, Scott Brown has been appointed as the new manager of Fleetwood Town in English League One Uh, No details yet about his coaching staff his backup staff uh, but that's a big job for him as he uh, makes the move from playing into management still playing as Kyle Lafferty played a big part in uh, getting Kilmarnock to automatic promotion back into the Premiership just a couple of weeks ago uh, and he signed a new one year deal so he is going to be up top for Kilmarnock mm-hmm. uh, next season um, and that's a big signing isn't it? He's a big player. <laughs> He's a big stature. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's big. I mean, look, I think uh, Derek has got a a big job now to to prepare uh, Kilmarnock for the for the Premiership. Um, so he'll be quite active, Rob, in terms of what he can bring into uh, to next season in terms of recruitment. We touch on recruitment, how important it is. Um, he believes that he can he can have a serious crack and potentially, you know, be be a top six club. So. Players like Kyle Lafferty, who uh, has done a tremendous job and helped them, um, you know, yeah, gain promotion. If you can build and, and start plugging in three or four really good players around about that, I think he's he's got the experience at that level as well, Lafferty. I think it's a, mm. a safe one. It's not a gamble. Uh, he showed when he came back in that he's, he he can capable of scoring important goals for Kilmarnock as well. So I, I think that's a that's a good move. You know, experience-wise, he's a twenty goals a season man, isn't he? So out with Celtic and Rangers, um, there aren't too many of the clubs who will be able to boast that. No, I mean, and and, and every club uh, wants that type of striker. You know, mm. someone that um, obviously you know you can be guaranteed those goals, Rob. But um, look, he has he has a presence. He certainly. Um, what age is he now? Laughably. 30, early 30s, yeah, 32, not, 33 maybe. If you talk about, you know, you, you, Morelos and, and Giacomacchus and all that and being able to occupy central defenders. Yeah. The, the big man can occupy mm, central yeah. defenders, yeah. you know. So, again, they're, they're, they're players yeah, that actually, are you, you wouldn't be surprised just with Derek McInnes' experience. You wouldn't be surprised if Kelly came up and ended no. up in a top six, would you? No. You know, no. just kicked right back into it. I think they could emulate possibly what they did when Stevie Clark yeah. was manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that will be what he's aiming at. That that will be the whole reason so, yeah. be the he, he took the job. Yeah. He wanted yeah. to take them back, and now he'll want to establish them at the top end. Yeah. And and there are places to be had there, aren't there? This because uh, the likes of Hibbs and Aberdeen have got a lot to prove Lots next season next if they're going to be back at, at that sort of level. Yeah, because at the moment, I mean, obviously Hibbs still waiting in terms of uh, who they're going to appoint coach wise for for next season. Aberdeen, as you touched on, Rob, have, have appointed. Uh, Jim Goodwin, and you, you've got to say that the the response from the playing group at Aberdeen um, has been nowhere near good enough. No, nowhere near good enough. So, um, you know, they, these are two big clubs that, that go into 
to next season, um, certainly needing to change things and, and very, very quickly. Look, Hibs can't get their next appointment wrong like the, they have with the previous one. So yeah, it is an opportunity for so you know, a McInnes. To play for. I'm looking at the table just now. See, from Motherwell to Aberdeen in 10th, six points. And I know the split has happened and you know teams are playing in, in yep. different parts of the league now, but six points and, and for most of the season... From 4th to 10th, it's been really close. Yep. So I think everybody, Aberdeen and Hibs have had terrible seasons by their standards, but everybody will fancy their chances next season. And Kilmarnock coming into it, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they kicked on. You look at Dundee United this year, uh, it's very, very tight between mm. those teams. There's not a lot between them. Yeah, because you look at Somebody what... Somebody like Lafferty might be the difference if yeah. he can yeah, well, yeah. get a few goals. I mean, that's right. I mean, if you if you can get that sort of guarantee of goals, which, which I think he probably does bring with him because... Yeah. Yes, he's been, he's been he's scored them in the the championship, uh-huh. um, but you know he he can do it at the at the top level and 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 I think Kilmarnock will look at Hearts last season's yes. championship winners and look at what yeah. they've done in the Premiership. Yeah, and, and you've only you've only got to look at uh, Ross County this season as well, Rob. So we're talking about goals, Regan Charles Cook. Mm-hmm. All right, when you've got somebody that's scoring double figure goals, uh, and if you can get that support in in around that you'll normally find yourself in a pretty handy position. Um, so it is uh, something that a lot of teams tend to, to struggle with. An out-and-out goal scorer that's going to, you know, and, and Lafferty will do that. So as long as he's got the right support and, and Dedek can add a little bit of depth to that squad, I know he believes that he can get in the top six. Yeah, and of course the top five means European football and Motherwell and Dundee United have gathered, guaranteed themselves that yes. uh, for next season. Unlike the top three, who have group stage football guaranteed up till Christmas time, um, those two will have to qualify. Um, and I think there's maybe one the one qualifying round for the conference better off in terms of who finishes fourth and fifth. And that does go into the last weekend uh, to be sorted out between Motherwell uh, and Dundee United. It, it does feel as if Motherwell have kind of hobbled into, yeah. into the, a European place because but, at various times their fans haven't been too excited about Graham Alexander. Yeah, their form hasn't been great since the turn of the year, but... For Motherwell and Dundee United to qualify for Europe, regardless what stage they're at, to get into Europe is success for these clubs. It really is. And Motherwell timing. They, they, they get the, the, the late goal against Livingston that gets them into the top six. They've had a couple of good wins since then that have, have got them into the European set-up. Dundee United as well. Uh, Blood and Youngsters, are, are yeah. that 16-year-old yeah. lad that played last night. I really like that kind of stuff. That success for Dundee United and Murrow to get into Europe and you know it was the same with St Johnson with the Cups last year and then they get knocked out but to, to get there is success. Anything else I think is a bonus. I mean we're talking about the the effect that Ange Postacoglu has had. Uh, I mean Tam Coates has had an incredible season because uh, there, were, there were all sorts of doubts being expressed about him getting the job mm-hmm. moving from the academy uh, to, to the first team manager's job in, in, in succession to Mickey Mellon um, and you know, I, I don't think too many uh, at that stage would have said Dundee United are going to qualify for Europe. but And they've done it, as Simon says, blooding so many youngsters along the way. Yeah, and I, and I don't expect that to, to stop, Rob. I, I think Dundee United are a club that are probably looking to be a little bit creative in terms of how they go about their recruitment, the areas that they're looking at. Um, you know, a young Ghanaian player that, that has come into the squad um, and perf- Good job. Yeah. Yeah, and performed uh, e- extremely well. I've seen him at Ibrox. Um, I, I think that Dundee United can improve again. Uh, I know that there's that ambition um, for them, 
blooding youngsters is brilliant, you know, yeah. giving yeah. them giving them the opportunity. Is it McLeod last night? Uh, Brody McLeod. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but again, the, the, the goal, the goals is a really, really important one. And just to go back to the Motherwell uh, scenario, Rob, you know, I, I think that the goals that they did have in in Tony Watt, and and then they lost that throughout mm. the the season, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, they probably hobbled across. Uh, the line, but it just game. It goes back to the importance of someone Tony, that scores yeah, goals. Tony Watt was a big player for Motherwell, and it's kind of no coincidence that their form struggled when he he moved to Dundee mm. United. He he led the line really well for for Motherwell, but again, they've they've, they've accumulated. It's over a, a season. They've mm. accumulated enough points at the start to have that position, and it's timing, you know. And a lot of Motherwell fans would have been disgruntled, uh, maybe with the performances, but they're in Europe. Ironically, I think he's only scored one goal for Dundee United. Tony yeah. you what? Since, since I think he's had a big impact for them, but it, but it's not really been his goals. And, and yeah, he was prolific in the first half of the season for for Motherwell. But uh, a big player, a big part of their team there in Europe uh, next season, and it is a, a fantastic uh, achievement. And even though Ross County haven't made one of the European places, well, they can celebrate top six because realistically that shouldn't happen for a, a small town team. But uh, Great, uh, great achievement for them. Great achievement for Celtic last night, getting it all done and dusted at Tannadice. Winners of the Premiership, winners of the League Cup. And it was an emotional Ange Postacoglu on the pitch afterwards. Fans had a tough year last year, not just the fact that we didn't win anything, but they couldn't do this. They couldn't come and support their team. And they've been right behind us from day one, and uh, I couldn't be happier, but I was just really proud of this group of players and the staff. They've been unbelievable for me this year. Yeah, what about that team? Yeah, look, I mean, our, I think our football's been outstanding, but the character this team's shown to get through the last 31 games and, and rise to every challenge, and as I said, I couldn't be more prouder of them. Yeah, the football has been outstanding um, and he's believed in it right from the word go. It was always going to be the way he was going to play yeah. and nothing has not knocked him off offline or off course at all this season. No, he's not changed and that's that's what I like about him. You know, even when they, they some defeats in Europe at the start and, and three defeats in, in the league in the first six games, he believes in the way he wants to play, the way his team wants to play. He's never changed that and I like that. I like that and sometimes you're going to get the hiccups along the way the two centre-backs had to develop a, a, a partnership between them Starfield with a couple of mistakes at the start he was under scrutiny but the, the best defence in the in the Premier League uh, I think that was kind of magnified with a couple of defeats in Europe but again even in Europe I think they showed enough at that point from from my point of view the positive was they were they were threatening teams they were scoring goals against teams the defence would come, you know, it would take a wee bit of time. I think he'll still work on that over the, the summer, but he'll not change. That, that's what I really like about the guy. There was lots of noise on the outside about Carl Starfeld, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, we, we questioned him in here yeah. fairly regularly in the in the early months of the season uh, because he did have a mistake in him. He did look a little bit unsteady at times. But on the inside, clearly, Ange Postacoglu has been telling him all the way along the line, you're the man for me, this is developing, I'm giving it time, you two are going to be great together. And they have been, him and Cameron Carter-Vickers. They have been, you're right. Um, and look, for any new player coming in, it does tend to take a little bit of time to settle in, Rob. That was certainly the case with Starfield. But I think the, the the great thing for Celtic this season is, so see when he was struggling a little bit at the start of the season, there was a young lad, Welsh, that was going all right. Yeah. You know, uh, when, when Ralston early doors in the season was absolutely flying and then all of a sudden maybe he's not being used and then you've got Juranovic to come in. 
Kyogo was flying, and then when he was off, Giacca Marcus comes in. It, it was just, mm-hmm. it was just the way that it, mm-hmm. it all worked. That's a big, that's a big bit. I think really from Celtic success this year. I think it's, I know it's a cliche, it's a squad game and it's a team ah. game. But see, when players like Kyogo is out uh, Boxing Day injured, it's a huge void because he's been so good for the first part of the season. They didn't miss him. No, because Jackie Marcus came in and found form. Mm-hmm. Different times, a bad found form. Jota, you talk about Ralston. They've all had different periods of the season where they've brought something to the team, and the accumulation is you know thirty-one games undefeated. And we could have we could have gone through a, a number uh, of, of of more play, you know, Hatati. But for me as well, and and being a defender, Rob, mm. see when you got someone that's rock solid behind you, goalkeeper wise. Yeah, that was also a huge signing for yeah. Celtic. Yeah, because a huge that, signing because that was such a big problem for them last season. Massive. That, that was a major problem. Yeah, major problem. So all of a sudden now you've got someone. Um, and by the way, any mistakes that have been made in terms of the playing out and all sort of stuff, that's Ange. That's his style of football. That's of what he wants to do. And, and, and it's it's hearts in the mouth stuff at times. Yeah, yeah. With it, but heart, I was heart in the mouth. Is <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah, I like I that. I didn't mean he that. didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was meaning to be a, But I think uh, Celtic haven't. I know there's been a couple of kind of wee moments like that, but they've never really. It's not resulted in a goal. There's not been no. a, a real faux pas with that. And no. again, as Oz says. It's not going to change. That's mm. the way they're going to play, and at times it will be a wee bit nervy for the for the, the supporter watching. You know, I remember the one against Rangers recently. Uh, Starfield bounced it back to to Joe Hart, and he's kind of stumbled a little bit. There's going to be moments like that, but that's whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it. That's Angie's style. Yeah. It won't change. Yeah, and I mean, Yakimakis. W- w- initially, we were looking at him, looking at him and thinking, is this really the guy that that, yeah, yeah, uh, that top scored in in the Dutch top flight for a team that, were, that was relegated last season? And I think he's probably, I think maybe he's now on. Is he on fifteen or sixteen goals on the back of uh, fourteen or fifteen? I think. Yeah, I think, yeah. 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 Which which pair pair of games he's played is a really is a really great strike rate. And and I think uh, four of Ange's signings have scored Kyogo, Yakimakis, Jota and Abada, 66-0 goals between them. It's impressive. Eh? It's, yeah. it's very, very impressive. And look, we don't know the uh, in terms of the start, the beginning for, for, for Yakimakis. I mean, he come, he wasn't fit. So I don't know whether he come with some some injury issues there. Um, and it just took him obviously a little bit of time to, to get up to speed, Rob. Mm. And one thing about the type of football that Ange wants to play is you have to be up to speed. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about legs. It's all about intensity. Uh, and if you're not at a level fitness-wise and able to to be repeating efforts and all that, then you'll struggle in this style of football. Giacomacus took a little bit of time. But once he got there, he's got a different game to, yeah. to Kyogo. He's got a bit of presence there. Old, old, uh, fashion, f- old yeah. fashion centre-forward, I think. Yep. You know, he's... Again, I don't want to be disrespectful to the guy. I don't think he's the most polished outside in the link play. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's his strengths. He's not beautiful to watch, is no, he? No, but get the ball in the box and he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll, he'll be yeah. there. That is beautiful when you're scoring goals. <laughs> a lot of people have had yeah. a career of that. It's part yeah. of the game. It's yeah. most important part of the game, scoring goals. Yeah. But he, And even at the beginning, as a centre-forward coming in, Kyogo started flying. He'll be watching that. He's at a club at the size of Celtic. He misses a penalty against, I think, Livingston. He stepped up to take the penalty. missed it at a, a crucial point at the start of the season. So his confidence might have taken a wee dent as well. And then he's had to bide his time because Kyogo was so good at the time. But he's, 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 he's came in and, I mean, 14 goals, I think, from the turn of the year, two hat-tricks. Mm. He, he is a, he's an old-fashioned 
number nine for me. Yeah. But the thing is, Rob, as well, and Simon, you experienced it. I also was lucky enough to experience it. See, seeing a winning team, a winning team needs competition. Yeah. Mm. Because you need more than 11 mm. players to have the success that Celtic have had. Uh, this season, and I think that that's been that that's been really crucial for them this season because, you know, when you've had an injury or a suspension, just the next person's just rolled in, and all of a sudden, just just picked up the slack, yeah. and and performed to exactly the same level, uh, and that for me, that competition standards, um, that's what successful clubs have. Celtic are champions. Two trophies for them. Will it be two trophies for Rangers who have the Europa League final next Wednesday night? And then three days later, it's Hamden and the Scottish Cup final. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! We're talking football between now and seven. Rob McLean, Craig Moore and Simon Donnelly. What more could you wish for? Um, as you're maybe on your way home, maybe at home already, uh, nothing better than talking football and lots to talk about in the Scottish game at the moment. Celtic champions as of last night, we knew that was coming. It was always just a matter of uh, removing the arithmetical uh, possibilities, um, but they've done it. Uh, they've done it in a fair bit of style. A point was enough at Tannadice last night. It was a point that qualified Dundee United for Europe as well. Motherwell are heading for European football and the qualifiers uh, next season, but it's a double for Celtic, the league and the League Cup. Former skipper Scott Brown, uh, named today as the new manager of Fleetwood Town in English League One. And Kilmarnock, heading for the Premiership, have announced that Kyle Lafferty has extended his contract. He is going to be with them uh, for the season. He's just done a couple of half seasons for them recently, but he's going to go the full campaign uh, next season in the Premiership. And that looks like a really good signing. Six nights away, it will be Seville. It will be Rangers uh, competing for the Europa League final. Eintracht Frankfurt in opposition. Every reason to be optimistic. Barry Ferguson is telling us repeatedly that Rangers are going to win it. Yeah, he's had a good feeling, yeah. But will they have Kemar Roof on board for it? There's still a big question mark uh, hanging over whether Roof can play. Obviously, you know, Morelos out for the season. They've had to do without Roof in recent times. Uh, can he come back for that final? He's not uh, training with, uh, <coughs> with the team at the moment. We are trying to get him uh, on the pitch, uh, hopefully in the weekend. But... Uh, you know, for him, it's um, he's doing everything, and I really admire his uh, desire to be ready for uh, for 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 the game on on Wednesday. And uh, you know, we're pushing hard, but it's you know, it's it's one of those injuries where it's a close call, and uh, hopefully, he will can um, can make some positive steps in the coming days. I admire his desire, says Giovanni van Bronckhorst about Kemar Roof mm-hmm. and his efforts uh, at getting fit. He's had a really injury interrupted time. At Rangers, the he's never really played lots of back-to-back games, has he? Thirty games or whatever. It just mm-hmm. hasn't seemed to happen for him. But when he does feature, he does have an impact. His strike rate's really good. He scores goals, and and he scores important goals, Rob. Uh, like uh, any footballer, though, that he will be a little bit uh, frustrated uh, in terms of the injuries. There's, there's not, nothing worse. It's actually horrible uh, as a player when you kind of you're in and out of the team due to injuries. Um, you know, you're seeing maybe opportunities go, um, but at the same time, it can be a lonely place as well. Where, you know, you're kind of you're not with the team as much, mm. uh, so it, it's tough. But one thing uh, Kemal Roof has done um, is is delivered whenever he's been 
fit enough uh, and been used by Rangers. Yeah. It actually probably makes a better impact off the bench, if 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 I'm honest. Um, and you know, even with him sort of like pushing for the the Europa Cup final, I actually think the starting eleven for Rangers is, is pretty locked away, safe. Are you are you not too troubled whether Roof makes it or not? No, no, because I just feel that um, you know, in recent matches. You know, whether it be a Rebo that's kind of played a withdrawn nine uh, or, or Scotty Arfield, uh, as long as you've got the, the for me, the, the threat in the wider areas, which Kent, I think, always gives you, especially in the big games. Uh, Sakala also. Um, midfield three I look at, Kamara, Jack Lundstrom, Rob, um, you know, and then, and then the back four for me is, is pretty much been consistent. You know, Barisic, Bassi, uh, Goldson, Tav, McGregor and goals. I think that's a starting 11. Mm-hmm. Um Aaron Ramsey doesn't sneak in for I you. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I don't think he's um, done enough to, to, to be starting a match um, of um, this size. Uh, but I believe there's a really important role that he can play in the match, though. Mm. Not that I wasn't listening, but so so you, you've got a Rebo up top and you've yep. got Kent to his left and who to his right? Sakala. Fashion Sakala, yeah. yeah. Um, Midfield three of Kamara, yeah. Jack Lundstrom. Yeah. Back four of Barisic, Bassi, Goldson, Tav. Yeah. McGregor in goals. And that's those are players that have delivered um, in this European run yep. and that Giovanni van Bronckhorst will have plenty of faith in if he's not able to include <coughs> Roof in his calculations. Yeah, well, they've got the job done without Roof mm-hmm. uh, recently. Uh, Scott Wright. Yep. He's been in and I think... Done well of late. Gio has showed a bit of belief in Scott Wright as well I thought maybe it'd be a fantastic finish to the season for him you know getting working his way back into the team he was involved in the goal at, at Celtic Park but yeah Sakala as well with the pace uh, so I, I, I'm with those I don't think I think they're already without Morelos who's their top striker I, I, I wouldn't be overly concerned if, if Ruth makes it or not I think uh, that's a strong Front three, and as I say, if if he chose to put right in there, maybe ahead of Sakala, that's that's the way the Rangers are going to uh, line up. But they've, they've they've shown in the, the last round that they're capable yeah. without Ruth and Morelos of mm. getting results. And I think you, you know potentially the bench and Rob, you know you, you you've touched on uh, Wright, who who has in recent matches come in and, and Ramsey done, a, for the done a decent job. You got Ramsey, you got Davis, uh, you got Scotty Arfield. If Ruth makes it, it's a bonus. It it. It's going to be a strong bench as well. I just think that I can't really see anything different to that starting eleven, mm. and I and I and I believe that this weekend he'll make sure that he protects. Yeah. Um, I don't think any of them are starting do you, eleven. Do you? Do you think anybody will feature at the weekend? I think the the ones that that just never miss games. I, I think Tav still plays, and I think yeah. Goldson still plays. There's maybe a few there that still play, but um, I. I I just can't see it being any different, Rob, to, to that starting eleven. I mean, just going back to Joe Aribo, I, I, I thought he was terrific before he got the head knock and, and yeah. had to go off yes. in the semi-final. I thought he played that position because yeah. he's got great body strength and he's got a great touch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not. He's not a traditional. He's obviously not. No. He's not a centre forward, but no. he can actually. He can actually occupy people, play that position. You can launch it long, and he'll get it down. Yeah, yeah. and he's still. Well, you know, once he. 
once he opens those legs as well, he, he can shift. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not slow. So, you know, it might not necessarily be the, the, the traditional nine. Obviously it's not. But, you know, he can still mm. be a handful, Rob. He can still get free kicks. He can still make sure yeah. that you've got the opportunity to, to get up the field. He still will take up good positions in the box. It's just important that you still get numbers in the box. You know, because Rangers like to get the ball in those wider areas. You just can't have one player in there and you're trying to then be a little bit too precise and pick someone out. You need you need bodies in the box. And that's where Tavernier is so important, isn't it? Oh. When you're going down the left side and he pops up at the back post. Normally the furthest forward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. He's, he's leading goal scorer, I think. He scored last seven. night again, didn't he? Seven, what was that penalty again? Yeah, yeah. That's eight, I think that's 18. 18 for the 18. season, incredible. Tavernier. 18. Incredible. Uh, we go on about the numbers Rob all the time already. it's just they get better and better don't they yeah. um, phenomenal season um, and, and again you know we, we've touched on on McGregor uh, in terms of how he's grown with the, mm-hmm. with the I actually think that Tav's gone to an, another level this season um, I think that there's there, there's probably a, a level of maturity uh, that, that's really coming now with um, you know with his contribution to the team. And I think he's, he's trying to lead in different ways as well. You start to be see him being a little bit more vocal mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on the field as well, which probably wasn't a massive thing for, for him in recent times. Defensively, I think he, he, you know, he's, he's improved a lot. Um, I think he's toughened up as well and he, because he's taken quite a lot of stick along the way sometimes that, he's Robbie's, been the first guy that the yeah, fans well, have turned to when things haven't been going well. I was about to say that. At times, kind of... Outside looking in, you're thinking, you know, his, his goal return and assists have been really high quite consistently over the seasons, but there was a period when he was getting a bit of criticism mm-hmm. for the Rangers fans. So I think he, I think he's grown, his confidence has grown. You have to, with the performances he's been putting in yeah. and, and the, the goals and the assists, you have to have your confidence high. But I think he has grown, you know, and, and as you said, a mental strength as well mm-hmm. to come through that, you know, a little bit of stick and kick on again and he would have to have been close in behind Callum McGregor I mean Craig Gordon is obviously up there as well he was the football writers yep. player of the year uh, Callum McGregor got the mm. PFA mm-hmm. award James Tavernier couldn't have been far away could he? he couldn't have been like I says I mean he, he plays every game um, he scores goals um, and a lot of them for, for his position um, he just gets himself into to really good areas he's, he's delivery into the box is normally uh, consistently very, very good. Um, and, and like I said, I just think he's found a new new part to his game in terms of he's that confident within himself, Rob. Now he, he's at such a level that he is actually now vocally being able to start to influence a few others on the field. I think that's been a new addition to his game this season. And he could be lifting a couple of trophies before the season's over. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians and specialist advice from our motability team visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road Darnley the new name for Toyota in Glasgow we've talked about it a lot in the last couple of months could it be one of those rare Scottish football seasons where the Celtic fans and the Rangers fans end the campaign happy Celtic have two trophies already including the big one the title was decided last night at Tanadice 90 
is the magic number. 90 points for Celtic. They now cannot be caught. And Ange Postecoglou has cracked it in his first season in charge. But then what if Rangers uh, were to win not just the Scottish Cup uh, on the last day of the Scottish domestic season, but three days beforehand, uh, might they win the Europa League as well? Uh, which brings with it uh, qualification into the Euro- Europa's European Super Cup even uh, into the Champions League group stages um, as well. Uh, as we're just hearing, uh, some breaking news that James Forrest has signed a contract extension with Celtic until 2025. Some breaking news there on the day that Scott Brown uh, was announced as the new, new manager of Fleetwood Town in English League One as well. We'll talk about James Forrest later in the show because uh, such is the strength of the Celtic squad at the moment that uh, he struggles to get into the yeah. starting eleven. So it's Rob McLean, it's Craig Moore and it's Simon Donnelly in the studio and uh, we've got Craig in Cumbernauld with us as well. Hi Craig. Hi Rob, Simon, Craig, how you doing? Good mate. You well? Yeah, not too bad. Um, <clears throat> I think first and foremost I'll uh, just congratulate Celtic on winning the title. Um, you know, they have deserved it. I don't think there's any question about that. Um and I do think that although, you know, depending on what happens next week, both sets of fans can finish the season really happy and consider what, you know, themselves they've had tremendous seasons. And in fact, I think it would probably be the first one where they've both actually won a double as well should Rangers yeah. do what needs to be done next week. Mm-hmm. However, I do think there's still a lot of reflecting to be done for Rangers. I think the fact that we, in terms of the league, that we threw it away. Um, we yet again, for the third year of the last four, we've come back after Christmas and it's not been good enough in, in the league in terms of too many draws because it's not been defeats. I mean, actually, when you really look at it, in what is nearly now 76 league games, like 75, we've only lost three. That's an unbelievable run. But this season we've been blighted by persistent drawing and draws in games that we just shouldn't be, you know, whether it's the home game, 2-0, up against Motherwell, um, and we failed to see that out, or it's, you score three goals away to Dingwall, and with the greatest respect in the world to Ross County, if you're Celtic or Rangers <coughs> and you're scoring three goals away in Dingwall, you should be taking three points back up the up the motorway. Um, so I do think we do have to reflect upon that, and I also think that we'll see Van Bron- Giovanni Van Bronckhorst probably bring in um, some of his own players um, next season because I think in the summer we're going to have to have a far better transfer window than the two we've had this year because I think that's been costly for us as well yeah. you know Celtic went out in January and strengthened big time because I don't think anybody would dispute the fact that you know had for example that old firm game that was due to be played being played when it was Celtic were not in great shape they were missing a lot of players um, but they went out in January they spent the money we didn't it's as simple as that um, you know Ramsey came in was the the big headline signing but in that respect that's not exactly had the payoff we would have wanted in the league so uh, yeah as I say I do think that I think we can be happy with where we are in terms mm. of Europa League final and a Scottish Cup final but the league's are bread and butter and we shouldn't have been losing the league this season to Celtic yeah, I mean, you, you you kind of read my mind there because that was a question I was going to throw at you, Craig, because it was in my mind as well about how frustrated you felt and how much of a head-scratcher it was for you that Rangers have done what they've done in this European run, yep. beating 
yeah. Dortmund and Leipzig and Braga um, Red Star Red Star Belgrade as yeah. well on, on the way to the final yeah. and yet um, Celtic have in the end eased to the to the title Does that has that surprised you? Um, look again I, I, I'm in agreement so I think with you Craig I think that um, at the start of the season Celtic didn't start unbelievably well we used three losses in the first six games yeah. Rangers had a real opportunity at the start of the season um, I, I think to really send a message um, you know back to back titles really you know put the foot down yeah and, and obviously didn't manage to do that so there was that kind of their period when you know it kind of huffed and puffed a little bit and, and then the dreaded winter uh, win, uh, winter window yeah. yeah winter window yeah mm-hmm. again you know th- third season <laughs> yeah I was trying to get, get that out um, and again we, we, we you know didn't come back Rangers didn't come back getting the, the right results um, huge swing then in terms of points wise I think it was six or seven points wasn't it at the, at the break and then Celtic were able to turn that around and in the end uh, go on and that's why you look you've got to give credit to Celtic for <coughs> for certainly never giving up throughout the season yeah. um, and, and it's a 31 game unbeaten run as yeah, well it, it's incredible um, but, but I do understand the feeling of, of uh, some Rangers fans to say you know what did we potentially um, throw that title away I can see that. I can get that. Um, but it, like I says, the European run has, has been fantastic. As we know, Rob, European football is slightly different to, to the madness of, of the, mm-hmm. the SPFL. Um, and Rangers have seemed to have handled uh, European football really, really well. But there were some big disappointments. You know, Hearts, obviously, a late equaliser at, at Ibrox. Motherwell, as you touched on. Aberdeen, um, you know, they ended up getting a, a draw 2-2 after being 2-0 down. These are games that you can't afford to be drawing at home um, if you want to go on and win titles. Are, are Rangers a, a, a team, Simon, better equipped for European football than they are for domestic? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't no, be the case, should it? I don't think so. I think they've, they've found some really good form in Europe. Uh, from the turn of the year, yes. I'm, I'm looking at the table just now. They've, they've only drawn two games more than Celtic it's, mm. it's fine lines mm-hmm. in, in, in championships there's not much between both sides you've seen that in the games recently between each other fine lines have uh, <clears throat> got Celtic the win at Ibrox the, the, the cup game uh, when Rangers score an extra time the one each draw what I will pick up on with Craig the transfer window I think Ange had an advantage he'd been in the job six months He'd seen how Kyogo had uh, got off to a great start at Celtic. He knew where he was going to get the next guys. These 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 other guys were signed almost on day one of the transfer window opening. He then produces another rabbit out the hat with O'Reilly, who for me is going to be a fantastic player mm-hmm. for Celtic. Yeah. And they lifted Celtic, whereas Gio was just in the job. He was still getting to know his players. And... I said at the time it would be interesting to see what the transfer window next, you know, for Gio because he's worked with these players six months now. So I think, I think Celtic got a big lift off that. You've seen it in the in the game against Rangers, the three 0 mm. uh, These players came in and, and did really well and lifted what I thought at the time Celtic, the St Mirren game at the turn of the year where they were struggling to field a team and I think they they, they drew with St Mirren mm-hmm. uh, yeah, St Mirren's yeah. Park. These guys brought a freshness in January and lifted it again for Celtic to, to go again. Mm. 
The, this transfer window, the the if you're going to call it the winter window, I'm going to call the other one the summer, summer transfer window. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is going to be very revealing, isn't it? And you you would be that January was a disappointment, wasn't it? R- mm-hmm. Rangers brought in Ahmad Diallo on, on loan, and yep. and you know he's he's barely featured yep. in, in serious action. Um, Aaron Ramsey has been a frustration both mm-hmm. for himself and the team because you know, he hasn't been constantly available either, hasn't had the impact you thought he would have done. So yep. the summer window, uh, you would imagine. Giovanni van Bronckhorst has got all sorts of names on a pretty lengthy list I would imagine he, he would have Rob you're spot on um, look key areas uh, the goalkeeper position is going to be of interest for next season does McGregor go around again um, if he if he wasn't uh, is it McLaughlin that steps in as number one and given that opportunity or do they go and look to buy a number one central defence is definitely something that will need to be looked at for, for next season Um you know, you you look up top. I, I still think that that Rangers need another striker. Mm-hmm. Um, so look, it'll be very interesting. And the last three windows for Rangers have been disappointing in terms of what's what, what's come through the door. Um, they haven't really spent money, um, but there, there should be no excuse, Rob, in terms of the next window because mm-hmm. those resources and the finances will be behind Rangers. So they've got mm-hmm. a real opportunity to go out and make a difference. And I have no doubt that Giovanni has got a, a list of players that he's already identified. Um, they may well be having discussions already and there'll be big improvements. And that's where I think you can judge Giovanni. The difference between European football and, and uh, the Scottish scene, for me, is very, very clear, right? Rangers virtually dominate the, the, the Scottish games, yeah? So you get teams that are you know, very, very compact, hard to beat uh, and, and will give possession to Rangers. In Europe, it's completely different. Mm. completely different because all of a sudden potentially Rangers are the ones that are now playing a transition game and looking to break and hurt teams on the counter because other teams are dominating them potentially possession-wise. So it's a completely different game from local to, to Europe and that's why. And I think one or, one or two of the players prefer that, like of Kent, I think Kent prefers that. He's got a wee bit more, weirdly enough, he's got a wee bit more freedom in Europe. You know, just with, I think, the teams you're up against... Uh, and it, it, it seems to work for him. So to go back to your question about, you know, certain European football, I think there's one or two players, maybe more in, in Rangers team that, that like playing in Europe. They like that, that kind of little bit of freedom. You know, if it's on the break, he's got tremendous pace and skill to go and, you know, exploit gaps. Whereas maybe sometimes in, in, in the Scottish game, you've seen it yourself, teams will come and set up and try and frustrate the life out of you. Yeah. Uh, Craig in Cumberland, I, I asked this question to Craig Moore earlier on, and Craig said he wasn't too troubled um, about whether Kemar Roof plays or doesn't play in the final, the Europa final. How do you feel about it? Um, well, listen, I think he's a, an important player in terms of you absolutely would want him to be, to be having um, a say at some point. But, you know, we have, and it was one of the things actually I think wasn't, stated enough was the fact that not only did we beat Leipzig, we'd done it without a recognised striker, which is just remarkable in a European semi-final. So we've proven before that we can adapt and do it. But I think, again, you go back to the transfer windows, that was one of the big mistakes that was made, that we didn't bring in another striker because the only thing we'd done in that front was to bring Cedric Keaton back and that sales. And I just think that Overall, not just in January, but in the summer, as the summer in particular, I think we just completely underestimated Celtic. I really do. I think there was complacency. I think the thought process at Rangers at the time was, we're so far in front, we don't really need to go and 
sign anybody because as long as we've got the players we've got here, you know, they've got a big rebuild. This guy's coming to the and you know, we don't know what he's going to do. And by the way, I will say, when Ange Postecoglou was announced as a Celtic manager, I came on this very show, Craig Moore was on on that day, and I said that you can't be complacent, that you cannot underestimate what you don't know, mm-hmm. um, because Ange was completely unknown at the time. Um, what did I tell I you, Craig? What, what did I tell you, mate? What did I tell you about Ange then? <laughs> yeah, well, you certainly, <laughs> uh, yep. Aye, you were right. Um, you told me about. You did say that he was. Um, he goes he all right. Knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, but then it also helps as well when you're Rangers and you're spending four million pound, and Celtic are spending twenty five, nearly twenty five million quid. That's a hell of a lot of money to get thrown right behind you, and we just did. I'm not saying we could have matched that, but we certainly could have just done a little bit more. However, if we win the Europa League in the Scottish Cup then, you know, it, it takes on a different complexion. Um, but I'm always weary when you're in this period now there's a week to go before what's the, the defining week of the season that we've not won anything yet. So that can go both ways. We could just as easily lose both finals or win one and lose the other as winning both of them. So it's exciting times, but as I say, league-wise, we just need to... Now's the time to actually go and spend again. Because Celtic will. And if they spend... We can't have Celtic spending £21 million more than us every season because they'll just blow us at the water. Well, I mean, what you can't afford is to have Alfredo Morales injured um, and then you you don't have a ready-made replacement for him. I mean, that, that can't be at a top team, can it? No, no. And look, uh, at the, the, the top half of the show, Rob, we were talking about in terms of the, the competition for places and the strength and depth and uh, Celtic. It's like you need two players for every position, challenge them for every position. And that's... That's not rocket science. So I remember, you know, early days under Dick Avocat and it was two players challenging for every position. So most definitely Rangers need another striker in there to to be able to challenge and, and keep the pressure on Morelos, who, who you know, I've no doubt will come back and was enjoying a really, really good spell. Let's be honest, looked as if he was enjoying his football. Um, we've also got, um, obviously, John Suter's coming in next mm. season. Um, surprised that that business didn't get done in January yeah. um, because that was that was probably something... Uh, that that was needed. Um, when you think how much they've been mixing and matching at the back at times with injuries, with Holander injured and Balogun injured at times, suspended at times, and yeah. the, they've, they've been having to sort of shuffle things around. Uh, Suter would have been useful, wouldn't he? And it was down to. There's no doubt it was down to to finances mm. uh, again because I, I look. I think for five five hundred thousand, maybe six hundred thousand pound at the time, it would have secured a deal. Um, so again, yes, it's a lot of money, but it's not crazy amounts of money. Um, but that t- that told me, Rob, that again financially Rangers w- weren't in a an unbelievable position. But come the end of this season uh, and and the window that's coming up, there should be no excuse. Craig uh, on the phone, Simon was was talking about how much Celtic have spent uh, in the transfer market. I mean, you would have to you would have to say that it's pretty good value uh, in terms of what they've brought in. And also, what would need to be stressed would be that prior to that, they sold. Quite a few players from Pong, Ayer, yeah. uh, you know. So, so actually, net, the Celtic spend wasn't that big in terms of what they brought in. Yeah, but it was good. It was good business. It was good, good quality that that Ange has brought to the club, and I think character as well. I think he, he stresses it's it's about the person as well. Obviously, they have to have the football ability, but it's the person, it's the culture that he's trying to bring into the club. But just to get back to again, I don't really blame Gio for not bringing another striker he was he was in the, he was just in the door mm. and 
you know, that's where I think... No, that was a pre-existing problem, wasn't it? Yeah. That, that he couldn't do much about at that stage. That's, that was the point I was trying to make, where Ange comes in at the start of the season, it's a major upheaval, but he already knew what markets he was going to go and delve into. Kyogo was bought very quickly, and I think at the time he was trying to get Maeda in at the same time. But when that second window came around, he knew exactly what he was going for. Whereas many times that we see the, the winter... Uh, window it's never ideal there's not always stuff there that you want to be it's not a, it's not a big window it's either not, you're right it might be it might I be think one because, or two players that just top you up normally because of his his, his experience and, and where he'd been in Japan he knew what he was going for you know there was no there was no doubt I don't think in his mind uh, I'm not sure where he came up with the O'Reilly one which mm. was fantastic no. but he'd identified these guys in Japan probably to start of the season yeah um Craig on, on the phone, uh, Barry Ferguson, you know, is really calm. I've, I've still, I'm going to pin you down, Craig, before the show is over, just to get your confidence levels about, about next Wednesday. Um, Barry's belief is pretty high, Craig. Um, do you share that, that, that Rangers are going to win this next Wednesday night? I do. Uh, listen, I do. I think it's a, a fantastic opportunity and I really do think we'll, we'll go and grasp it with both hands. I think... You can see, and it's one thing I think that um, the players and, and Geo deserve a lot of credit for that over the last few weeks, ever since probably the Scottish Cup semi-final, you know, the, the main focus has clearly been in, in the European running and going far. And, and I think we're capable. It helps if we've got a fit striker to pick. But as I say, you know, we've, we've done it before without a striker. I think it's just a, the key to the game for me, really, is to make sure that we defend well first and foremost don't give away any sloppy stupid easy chances or anything like that because you're playing the Europa League final you really don't need to do that against teams like Frankfurt but nah, I think we'll win and to be perfectly honest with you, I think if we beat Frankfurt I think we should be able to put the Bundesliga on the mantelpiece as well because at that point <laughs> you know we've conquered you get to keep it <laughs> if you beat three teams yeah. you get to keep the Bundesliga <laughs> I thought he was going to say they'd win the Super Cup as well there. well who knows Who knows what comes next, but uh, big chance, big opportunities, you say. Craig, thanks for your call. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technology. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. Glasgow's own Go Radio, the Go Radio business show uh, with Workflow Solutions back this Sunday at 11. Donald Martin, editor of the Herald and Herald on Sunday, cheering the discussion as ever with two of Scotland's most inspirational leaders, Tom Hunter and Lord Willie Hawkey. A uh, special guest this week, Michael Bergson, Managing Director of Bucks Bar Group and in the boardroom, uh, Sir Tom and Lord Hockey offering business insight, advice, taking your calls and answering your questions this Sunday at 11. A uh, big football match in the English Premier League uh, tonight. It could be fun and games in the Donnelly household, I imagine, Simon, with a couple of uh, Arsenal fans in your <laughs> midst. Will you be taking an opposite stance? I think I'll just wind them up and seek out a Spurs strip just to, <laughs> to noise them up. That'll get a reaction? Yeah. 
I would have thought. Um, it's, it's a massive game, isn't it? Because uh, both competing for fourth place and that means uh, Champions League football next season. Arsenal in the driving seat on 66 points. Uh, Tottenham are four behind. There are three games uh, to go. So it's one Tottenham are at home tonight. They need to be winning it. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good game. I think Arsenal have found great form the second half of the season to get themselves into this position. But you look at the you look at the straight force of Spurs with Son and Kane. Uh, I think it'll be a really good game tonight. Yeah, Tottenham uh, against Arsenal is uh, seven forty-five uh, earlier in the week. Of course, Craig, it was uh, confirmed uh, that Manchester City were going to be taking delivery delivery of Erling Haaland. They've done so well without a recognised number nine. Now they've got one, and how? What a player, first and foremost. Um, but I think I've said before, Rob, it's interesting because they've played a couple of seasons now without a striker. Yeah, false nine, whatever you want to call yep. it. Without a striker. Um, and the type of player that Haaland is, um, he's going to have to change the way that he plays. Uh, not not as in Haaland, but in terms of Pep's going to have to change the way yeah, the steel. Uh, that Man City are going to play next season because he, he likes, you know, the combination play and, uh, you know, trying to shift people that way and late runs into the box and all that, whereas... Haaland is an absolute beast. He's an athlete. He's he's one of those ones that all of a sudden he'd be back uh, defending a set piece and then he's, he's 70, 80 yards up the park on the end of something scoring a goal. Uh, just be interesting, but in terms of quality, Rob, there's no mm. doubt. And I mean, he's an incredible specimen. He's a, he's a machine. He scores goals for fun. His record at Dortmund was, was unbelievable. Um, what a signing. Yeah, and he's got one of the best suppliers in the business in the midfield and Kevin De Bruyne as well. And he's young. He's young. He's 21, uh, isn't so he? He's got, he's got a, a long future ahead of him. Uh, and Man City will be hoping it's there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a frightening prospect. Considering they've scored, I think, five goals last night, five goals at the weekend, they're not exactly struggling and to De, score. De Bruyne, how many did he get last he night? Get four. You see him. You see the finishes. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. You know what I mean? That's what you're talking about, supply. Yeah. So he'll go all right in terms of the supply, but it, it's just, like I said, the, the way that City play, that, that intricate kind of combination play and all that he's not that type of player no we're looking ahead to uh, Rangers in that Europa League final next Wednesday night just six nights away now um, and then the Scottish Cup final uh, Rangers against Hearts will there be two trophies in the Rangers boardroom uh, by the time we are finished um, and reflecting of course on on Celtic's title triumph we've been talking about Ange Postacoglu and raving about the job he's done for quite some considerable time but it is a difference when you get yourself over the finishing line. He, he was talking a lot about wanting to burst through the tape um, and not be stumbling, uh, as so often can happen. Yep. And when you lead for quite a long time, sometimes it is a stuttering effect uh, when you get to the, the finish and you want to do it in style. And yes, it was a 1-1 draw at Tannadice last night, but Celtic have done it in style. And I don't think we've had too many doubts about it for some considerable time, Craig. No, um, you know, we touch on the, the incredible run that, that Celtic have, have been on. I was at 30, 31 games un, mm. unbeaten. I mean, so in terms of dropping points, I certainly didn't feel as if there was any losses anywhere, anywhere happening anywhere soon. A draw, okay, yeah. But I mean, look, he'll be uh, relieved is probably, you know, the best way to explain um, the feeling that he'll, he'll be going through now in terms of, I mean, very, very proud, but just a relief to get the job done, to finally get the job done. 
Uh, last game of the season uh, is at home. Yeah, I believe is yep. that, is that yep. to Motherwell. Home to Motherwell. Yeah. Home to Motherwell. So it, give, it gives them a great opportunity. Touched on last season, fans not being there, uh, they've got a, they've got an amazing opportunity to go out and and show um, how much they appreciate what this this team has has achieved this season. We've we've gone on about Ange in terms of the wonderful job that he's done. I, I think that, that that's been an incredible job and exciting times for Celtic to see what he can continue to to build. Rob, Celtic supporters, I have no doubt, will be looking for um, an improvement in terms of the European side of things because yeah. um, that that's probably an area where where Celtic definitely come up short this season. Yeah, it's funny they're both looking at things next season from a different angle, from opposite angles, aren't they? We had Craig on earlier on uh, talking about, you know, what, why is a team that's in a European final not being more competitive <clears throat> at the top of the Premiership in Scotland? Uh, Celtic are thinking, uh, well, uh, we got wiped away by Bodo Glimt in yeah. Europe uh, at a, a relatively early stage. Um, a team that 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 looks awesome at times, but but European football has been a disappointment and there's no doubt that we, we, we kind of know that there's lots happening inside the head of Ange Postacoglu. He is not, uh, he'll not be sitting down for a moment. I mean, there, there's news already that, that in the last couple of days that, yeah, that Celtic are, are planning to sign Mohanad Jeza, Iraqi international left back for a couple of million pounds. He's at Hammerby in Sweden um, at the moment. So it, 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 it never stops. Never stops. The wheels will that's, be in, that's his theme tune, actually, yeah, isn't it? Is it is actually. Uh, the wheels will be in motion because, listen, Celtic and Rangers, you cannot rest on your laurels. Uh, Celtic will want to add quality to it. Oz talks about two players for every position. I think that the strength, that's the impressive thing, you know, the strength and depth Celtic have achieved over a short space of time. You look at the bench last night, you know, he, he changed the front line completely at the start. Uh, but they want to do that again and they want to go in Europe. I think the Bodo Glimp games, they might delve into that market. I think the, the striker, uh, forget his name, yeah. Solbakken or something. Solbakken, yep. yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, he legs. was good. There's been a wee bit of interest there, I believe. But those two games for me were probably Celtic's two poorest performances this year. They just, for whatever reason, couldn't get going. Maybe it's the credit of Bodo Glimp at the time. But it, it want to it want to kick on. You know, and they want to achieve things in Europe as well, I'm sure. So that is the exciting thing because you see how quickly he's turned it round and how fresh he's turned, you know, the exciting players brought to the club. Mm. What is going to be next? How how does he surpass that? How does he get players that are going to challenge these players moving forward? I think that's the, the exciting thing for, for Celtic fans. What's also exciting, I think, for Celtic fans, Craig, is age profile. Um, it's, it certainly seems as if that is a big deal for Ange Postacoglu. He wants good players. He wants good attitude. Yep. He wants them to fit into his system. But what he's also done is signed players like Abada, who was 19 when he arrived. He's still only 20. Yep. O'Reilly's 21. Uh, Turnbull is, is still only 22. Mm -hmm. Jota and Ralston, 23. Taylor Carter-Vickers, if he stays, Hatate and Maida are all 24. You know, that, that's that's quite a chunk of the, the team, isn't it, that are 24 or under? Club will be loving him, won't they? Because when you look at those ages uh, and, and more importantly, the impact that they've already had, Rob, um, resale, and, and at some stage, that does come into um, to play. Uh, you know, you, you hope that these players come in at a very good age, they develop, they're successful, and then all of a sudden you're, you're able to, to get them out the door for, for huge profit. Um, so that's the that's the age that, that a lot of clubs want to go looking for players. The difficulty is, um, you know, those younger type of players with the experience to be able to hit the ground running 
And Simon will know better than anybody. Um, you know, when when you're playing for for Celtic or you're playing for Rangers, there needs to be a personality and character there to yep. be a, to be a success at, at these type of clubs. Mm. Um, so recruitment is is so so key. Um, and and Anne's got it. He, he got it absolutely spot on. He's he's more about the person than the ability. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he wants yeah. to. It needs to be a really. You've got to be the right type. You have to be the right type, and I, look, I'm a big fan of that, Rob, because uh, you know we've all known players that maybe have got unbelievable talent, but can be a little bit naughty in the dressing room, or you know they they unsettle a, a football club. I think that was the issue last season at Celtic. Yep, yep, I believe so. I it's, believe so. And I, th- I think you can see. I didn't mean to point at you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing that <laughs> no, I think there is a there is a. I'll go back to there's a culture because he said it himself. The type of people it's important who he brings mm-hmm. to the club, the person as well as the player, and I think you can see that it's something refreshing about Celtic this season. The way they go about their business, the camaraderie there. You know, just watching them celebrate last night. You know, they, they look good characters. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jota and Carter Vickers we've mm-hmm. spoke about it long enough they've had fantastic seasons I think Jota's finishing the season very strong Carter Vickers has been consistent right through be interesting to see if, if these are the first two signings that, that Ange makes because what success at a football club means other people notice as well. You know, you're not playing behind closed doors yeah. uh, everybody sees how well Jota's done yeah. sees the quality uh, he can be the, the of course Champions League is a, is a big attraction it's a big weapon for Celtic to use in these negotiations because yeah. of course they can be outpaid uh, by clubs yep. not just in the English Premier League but in the English Championship as well probably mm-hmm. um, but you know that, that lure of football at that elite level is big isn't it? It's massive uh, it certainly gives the club a, a wonderful opportunity as you say Rob to be able to um, you know, to get the right kind of talent to want to come to your club, then it needs to be the the right person. But interesting you say about Carter Vickers and Jota, who have both had incredible seasons, had a lot to play for this season, yeah. you know, in terms of they put themselves in the shop window, Rob, you know, and, and had 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 incredible seasons. Now if, if Celtic do actually invest, yeah. next season's an interesting one yeah. uh, in terms of um, as a footballer anyway, Rob, as a professional, it's very, very difficult to, to be able to hit the same heights every single season. And the top, top players, mm. that's that's why that's why they're the top. They're consistently, they just knock out season after season after season. So an interesting time because there was all to play for this season and you, you've got to uh, give them a lot of credit for the way that they've performed. I'm interested to see how they go next season. Yeah, mm. but they've been given a great platform. They're playing in front of 60,000 yeah. every second week. Like so, Jota's idolised already by the, the Celtic support, you know, because... Of the style of play, uh, Carter Vickers is a big favourite as well at the mm. back. He's a no nonsense centre back, and he's, he's he's good with the ball at his feet as well. But Jota, you know, when wide players, you sometimes think right, okay, end product. But he's had that. I mean, I don't have his stats, but he's had a lot of assists this mm. season. Mm. He's popped up with a few goals. So that kind of hero status it's, the Celtic fans have for him just mm. now it's only going to get stronger if he keeps producing the way he is he's a young boy as he touched on there 23-24 23 yeah he's got a lot of career ahead of him and now you've got the Champions League football you know is he going to get that anywhere else mm. you know so that's, that, that's think, the top and, table that's, and that, you're and, playing at the top table then and that could take him to a, a whole new level oh. as well. you know there, there's more to, there's a lot more to come isn't there from, well, that's, from ex- that's another 
exciting point from the Celtic players. So we're talking about them uh, strengthening the squad. But these guys have now got a year's experience at a club like Celtic. They've won the league. They've won the League Cup. They've had little tastes of Europe. They have to improve. I think Celtic will know that themselves. But these guys could get better. These these guys might kick on again. You know, they're young guys and mm. early in their careers. They might be getting better. But what better platform than a club like Celtic, Champions League football? You know, you're at the top tier then, playing against the best teams. So, for me, I think Jota and Carter Vickers both. I know what Oz is saying because you have to do it week, uh, mm. season in, season mm. out at Celtic. You just have to do that. Same at Rangers. It'll be interesting to see if they, they sign these guys up. Yeah, I mean, your point is you create expectations for yourself by delivering the performances yeah. that those two have done. Yeah, the, yeah. the other side of the coin, I guess, is that with this season under their belts, which actually started in really difficult fashion for yeah, yeah. everybody, and it's ending in glory, um, and the, and but they're going up a step next season. You're defending the title, in a sense, is going to be more difficult than winning it. Yep, um, yep. Plus, uh, there will be massive demands on them to be not just being in the Champions League, they know that already, uh, making the most of it. Yeah, and have it look and, ha- and having no regrets, um, Rob. That that's that's the one thing because when you go into the Champions League, as Simon's touched on, you get up against real real quality, and you need to be at it, and you need to make sure that everyone else is at it as well. You can't afford to carry three or four players in a Champions League match um, because you'll, no. you you'll come up well well short. My point with like the Carter Vickers and, and, and Yotta one was it's kind of like see because they were on loan with potential uh, option to buy and all sort of stuff. They're playing for their they're playing for their lives. Mm. They, they that was a shop window. They're playing for their careers. Um, so it was an amazing season for these two players. All of a sudden now, potentially if they're if they're then signed and and secured and on a three year contract, the test is, and I'm sure they will because Ange knows they're, they're good characters. You've got to be able to go and do that again because you're right, Robbie. There's that expectation now when you're when you're at Celtic or you're at Rangers and you're delivering week in and week out. That's now the minimum. Mm-hmm. That's now the minimum. So you've got to go out and be able to repeat that time and time again. But like I said, I, I think that Ange is all about the character. You know, Jota, I was a defender. I used to get so annoyed when I used to see attacking players. Um, they do an assist or score a goal, but then all of a sudden the fullback's bombing on and they're, they're standing up in the corner and they're not chasing back. That doesn't happen in this team. No. No, well, if you if you Jota, don't do that, you're out. Jota yeah. as good as what he is going forward, the goals yeah. he gets, the positions he gets in. See when he loses the ball. Yeah, what's his reaction yeah. like? Yeah. How quickly does he want to get back and try and influence that? Try and win the ball back. That for me is key. Yeah, that that is key because that's that's what you know ends up forcing errors. Yeah, Kyogo does it. Maeda does it over and over and over again. It's so important. So important. So it's, it's the way he demands for yeah. his players. And yeah. I, I felt at the beginning he would have, he'd have been stressing that, but then when he brings guys like Kyogo in and he's doing it, I, I think back to as a, as a teammate, if I if I see him leading the line like that, it inspires me to go and do it as well. Although Ange will be demanding that for his players. Mm. But I thought the wee guy at the beginning was a cat, he was chasing things, sometimes lost causes. Yeah. But it was getting the crowd up and I think players behind him are saying, right, well, if he's working to that extent, I'm doing the same. I think Maeda's had the same effect as well since he came to the team. Just non-stop working. Mm. And I think that's just filtered through to the rest of the team. Added, obviously, Ange will be telling them that from day one. As you say, if you're not doing that, you're not in my team. No. 
I noticed him saying the other day he'd been playing for 17 months non-stop Maida um, and, and he's going to be did fresh see, he's going to be fresher after a break and I was just I was thinking wow did you see them he's not going to change those batteries for even more powerful ones next season is they he? won the they won the league last night and the three Japanese boys were out doing running after it the rest of them were in the changing room <laughs> with smiles on their faces yeah. they used to hate having to do the running yeah. after but it's God, just that's not going to catch on is it <laughs> and, and you're saying Rob that, that maybe bigger stronger batteries for, for Maeda yeah. don't, don't rule that out because see again because of the schedules here See the amount of football and the tempo and the intensity, that will, that will actually give him more power and a little bit more size and all that. So he's an incredible athlete. Talking football with Craig Moore and Simon Donnelly. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert service from our manufacturer-trained technicians and specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. We've had the breaking news on the show tonight. Uh, James Forrest has extended his Celtic contract. 2025, I think it is. Uh, he's going to be finishing his playing career at Celtic. Will he get in the team, though? That would be the question. Uh, it's a bit of a struggle at the moment. Uh, so much competition for places. Scott Brown, the former Celtic captain, is the new manager of English League One Fleetwood Town. Last night, Celtic uh, were crowned champions uh, after that one-all draw with Dundee United at Tannadice. Um, two trophies for Celtic this season. Is it going to be two trophies for Rangers as well? Next Wednesday night in Seville, uh, Craig Moore will be there. Travel plans, as long as his travel plans come off, uh, he will be there straight in, straight out on his private jet. And <laughs> I wish. Hey, now I'm, I'm, I'm paying a decent price. <laughs> you feel as if you've bought a private oh, jet. Yeah. Um, so that's next Wednesday night. And then, of course, three days later, Hamden and Hearts against Rangers in the final of the Scottish Cup. Uh, Craig Moore, Simon Donnelly, Rob McLean. And we've got Rangers fan Paul on the line. Hi, Paul. Hi, Rob. Hi, thanks for letting me on tonight. No, pleasure, um, pleasure yeah. to have you. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I, excited Rangers fan, obviously, looking forward to the Europa League final, but that's where my point's kind of coming from. I just came in not long from work and had a wee read through the, the articles that was out today, mm-hmm. and I'm reading about Stuart Robertson saying um, we'd actually earn more money uh, getting to the Europa League final with £18 million than we would qualifying through the Champions League. Um I mean, I'm not a managing director, I'm not an accountant or anything like that, but I just even you know, basic knowledge of that, looking at the, the prize money for the Champions League, you get to the group stages and you get about 15 million, um, and then one victory, get about two and two and a half million, so there you go straight away, you're earning more to get to there than you are to get to the Real League final, so we a bit amused by that, that, that statement. I don't know whether that includes where he's talking about merchandising and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, yeah it's one Champions League. Maybe maybe he's adding in stuff like, as you say, merchandising. Maybe the TV, the t- TV money as well that 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 they get. But certainly in terms of the the, the prize money, I'm just looking at it's. Um, well, they're, they're guaranteed five million in the final, even if they don't win. It was uh, three million or so in the semi final. It goes down the way two million quarterfinals. Yeah. Round of sixteen, one point three. What what I do think, you think, Craig? Now, if they win, um, I've seen the story as well. If they win the the, the Europa League final, uh, it's worth in prize money almost eighteen million in total. 
Right. Um, but that's prize money. But then you're right. I mean, you, you've probably got, uh, you know, broadcast, te- mm. television money, merchandise, yeah. all, all these other kind of things. Um, uh, you know, so, bo- bonus maybe from advertisers, commercials, all, all, uh, partners all, and all that sort of stuff. All those kind of things. Paul, but you know what I think, mate? When you start reading sto- yeah. when you start reading stories like that uh, in the amount of money that that, that um, is coming into the football club, then there should be no excuse in terms of what they do in the transfer window next season. The, oh, money, the money's there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, there you go straight away. We're struggling for you know, hopefully risk back, but we're light up top. Um, and has it really cut it out? To be honest, maybe I know I heard a story was going through a bad time and whatnot, so. Fingers crossed, maybe it does improve um, next year. But absolutely, that money needs to be reinvested. Um, and this is where, you know, Douglas Park and, and the others have to, you know, talk about, you know, putting in loans and what to the club. But it's got to, you've got to reinvest to get more success. I mean, we've done it in the European stage now. I mean, we've came on leaps and bounds in nine years. Um, you know, you have to look across the city. What, what if they? I'm not being disrespectful, but what if they did? Um, and the complete dominance they've had um, over Scottish football in Europe, not not anywhere near what we've done um, to get to this stage. You know, in the last three years, Rangers have put Scotland back in the map, mm. um, and you no, know, hopefully, hopefully, if we win the Europa League, the two is in the Champions League. I think that'll be yeah. I'll, I took it for granted the last time. I don't think we'll take it for granted again. We, we were talking a little bit earlier off here, um, Paul. When was when and was there a time when both obviously Rangers and Celtic were in the Champions League at the same time? Has that happened? Yeah, two two thousand four maybe or something yeah. like that. Because yeah. uh, we were kind of trying to think <clears throat> about what 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 year that yeah, was. Yeah, I couldn't remember myself. Yeah, uh, two thousand four, Paul. You reckon? Yeah, I think it was two thousand four, and it was it happened for a couple of years. But I remember. Yeah. Here's a wee bit of history for it. I remember an article by Walter Smith and they said um, back in the day and they said there's going to be a time when it's, where it's going to be struggling to get any Scottish teams into the Champions League because of the way the format was becoming. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was proven right for a while because, yeah, we've not touched them there for a while. And I think um, hopefully, you know, Scottish football, um, the Scottish national teams doing better. Um, hopefully we'll qualify for the World Cup. Yeah. And then to have the <clears> Scottish teams in the Champions League, I think... No, we've got to market that for Scottish football. I mean, we're never going to hit the heights of the English Premiership or no. anything like that. Um, so this is a, a great opportunity for us to, yeah. to promote the game and, I mean, and hopefully get a better broadcasting deal um, than we currently do off the sky and so on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you look at it, the 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 top three are going to have group stage football till Christmas next season. Scotland Excellent. are hopefully on the brink of, of going to the World Cup. These are. Very Excellent. positive times for, for Scottish football, but th- but this is where we should be. This is where Rangers and Celtic should be. It should be Champions League for them. Yep, excellent news, and and this is where both clubs need to go and grasp it now and get. You know that we're talking about the finance that both clubs are going to get from this season. Go and use it wisely and and attempt to close the gap because I've been at Celtic games against Paris Saint Germain in recent times, and you know the gap was enormous. Mm-hmm. Obviously. The spending power of these clubs is, is, is big as well, but it's an opportunity for our two clubs to go and, and narrow that gap and give a good account of themselves on the European level. Yes, Rangers are doing it this season. They've got to a final. It's fantastic. But for both clubs to get into the Champions League next year, it'd be, it'd be great to go and equip yourselves mm. well in these uh, uh, the top tournament. This is how to do it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's European football that, that supplies the prestige because because yeah. you're at the elite level mm-hmm. of the game, and also the the, the fine. This is a way of, of closing the financial gap. I know I know that year on year Scottish football you know pales into insignificance 
alongside English football yep. in terms of the the price, the the, the value of the the broadcast deal. But we're we're talking here in tens of millions of pounds. The rewards that can come the way of our teams for getting to Europe's premier competition. Yeah, and Rob, I think that that, that European football misses out if you don't have Rangers and Celtic. The European nights. Um, here in Glasgow. Think of the fan base. It it is absolutely amazing. The atmospheres, um, you know, whether it be a a Celtic park or or whether it be at Ibrox, um, the away support, uh, you know, the head coaches of of the away, they they go away going, oh my God, I've never experienced anything like, like that in my life. So for me, it's, look, it's where, it's where we want to see the the Scottish clubs. It's where we want to see them performing. Um, the fans love it. Um, and then again, that exposure and commercially as well. Mm. Look, there, there, there's a lot of ticks. It's certainly um, very, very good for Scottish football. I think Scottish football at this moment in time is in a very healthy place. I think the Leipzig head coach looked as if he needed to lie down after that Ibrox experience uh, last time out. Paul, you, you were mentioned uh, Kemar Roof there. You're, you're sweating a bit on him being available despite the fact that Rangers have done so well without a recognised number nine. I know it's ironic <laughs> that they've done better without a recognised striker, but um, I just think, you know, what Ruth brings to it as well, I think he's never going to be the same as Morelos holding the ball up and everything else, and we know that, but um, you only have to look at his, um, his um, physical um, nature in the game, and yeah. I just think he brings that to it, and I just think it'll, it'll give a wee bit of a boost to the team as well, having having him back. Um, but then again, I don't want to just... You know, put him in for the sake of putting him in, he has to be fit. And I think, you know, I put my trust in from Broncos and the medical team to know that if he's good enough. I think just if you're one last few points, just had in as well. Um, obviously, we hopefully reinvest the money, but I, I think this is a wee light maybe shining in the club as well with Alex Lowry coming through, Leon yeah. King, um, and people are coming through. So hopefully, you know, from Broncos' time over in um, Holland, I think he was um, well renowned for bringing through youth. So. Mm. I'd like that to maybe take place next year because I think that's some a model we need to really put forward now is is what Celtic's been doing for a number of years is yeah. bringing through youth and making a difference that way as well. Yeah, well, you can get massive value, can't you, from from players that you produce yourself, uh, get a couple of good seasons out of them, and then maybe make a big profit on them. And Alex Lowry looks as if he is in that category, Craig. Yeah, and once you start to get that trend, you, you look at Patterson, what, sixteen million. Mm. Played twelve games, mm-hmm. um, and I tell you what, this this lad Lowry looks to be a real special talent. Yeah, uh, I remember watching him at Livingston. I think at at home, Sakala was given man of the match. For me, Lowry was man of the match, and that was on the back of his cup performance. I think he scored against Stellan Albion. Mm. He's a very very good player. But again, the the, the benchmark now has been set, Rob, in yeah. terms of the value. So no, that that's exactly where the money's at, and these players need to get that exposure. Paul, thanks for your call. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, best of luck for Rangers next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All the best. That is Paul. Looking forward to next Wednesday night, as is uh, Craig Moore, uh, who will be there and he will be on the show from Seville, which I'm kind of scared oh. about in a way. <laughs> but, but There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10 year warranty. Including the all new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV.
EV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. 